Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Today is another good day. This is Arthur Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you guys for joining in on my morning podcast. Today is November 16th. 2021 want to say happy birthday to my daughter barbara okay but guys i dropped in really for a second for a minute for a moment because you already know you know i gotta know (laughs) have you built any golden calves have you built any ishmael's are you making any towers of babbles you know when when you can't um when we can't um when it makes no sense to our five senses (laughs) Can we still trust God simply because of what he said? Do we have to see something to believe something? Or can we just take him at his word? Well, we're going to get in here. We're going to deal with these issues. Uh, We're going to deal with them today. But first, we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for being here with us in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you created us to be the head and not the tail. And as believers, Father God, we believe, we believe, we believe your report. We believe what you say. We can believe what you say without seeing what you say, Father. You said that the just shall walk by faith. We should live by faith and not by sight. We should live by what we believe and not by what we see, Father. And I give you the glory, the honor, and the praise as you give us a rhema word. Take the blinders off our eyes so we can see. Open our ears so we can hear. Open our hearts so we can receive the engrafted word of God, Father God. And use my lips of clay, Father God, um, to help me to impart your spirit, your spiritual truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I dropped in. Thank you guys again. It's Arthur Pearly Martin. If you'd like to support us, hit the support button. Leave a message for prayer requests if you like. Um, but we're talking about, are you building Ishmael's? <laughs> what was Ishmael's? You know, in other words, when you can't see what God is saying, then you start trying to bring the promise to pass. How many of you know that, yes, we have a part to play because faith without works is dead, but we want to make sure that the works we're doing are the works that God is telling us to do. In other words, we want to make sure that our part is what is God's part, and we're just not making up stuff to try to make it happen. When things don't make sense to our five senses, the first thing we want to do is try to make it make some sense, right? (laughs) I'm going to talk to you briefly about Sarah and Abraham. We, um, you know, Sarah, Abraham, the Lord, the angel of the Lord, the Lord gave uh, Abraham and Sarah promise that Sarah would bear children. They would have children in their old age. You know, they were well beyond childbearing years, you know. um, So in the natural, I mean, she she was like 90 something. I don't know. They was really up in age, but um, it didn't make sense. In other words, uh, in the natural, it was not possible because she they was well past childbearing age, you know. So in, in the natural, it wasn't possible, which means it was going to have to be something supernatural, which means that they were going to have to believe for something that was impossible. How many of you know that the word of God says there's nothing is impossible to them that believe? Believe what? That believe God, Right. What does it mean to believe? It means to have faith in God. Because when we have faith in God, that means we're going to have faith in any and everything that he says. Right? It's just going to be, his word has got to be our absolute truth for us to believe that nothing is impossible for them to believe. I'm not talking about, I believe this promise and I don't believe that promise. No, I believe all the promises because I believe my faith is in God. 
you know, you ever had someone that you really had faith in that was really reliable, um, that you knew that their word was their bond. If they said something, you knew you automatically knew that they were going to do it because their word was good, right? Well, that's how God is. See, God and his word is one, right? And his word is his bond. So it's impossible. Unlike man, it's impossible for God to tell a lie. (laughs) He's always reliable. He's always dependable. You can always count on him. He'll never let you down. He's not going to be delayed by traffic. Nothing's going to come up to hinder him. You know, no kids are going to get sick or, you know, the weather's not going to be. Nothing can stop the promises of God from coming to pass. God's word is true. So when we're talking about having faith in God, we're not just talking about having faith in what he, in what he says, because God and his word is one. But we're talking about having faith in who God is, the character of Christ. His word is good. He cannot tell a lie. He watched over his own word to perform it. The Bible said God watched over his own word to perform it. His word will not return to us void, for he watches over his own word to perform it. So it will accomplish those things where into a descent, whatever the word is sent to. When he said, let there be light, there was light. Why? Because he sent his word, he spoke it, and it was so, right? And as he is, so are we in this world. We too are speaking spirits. This is why we have to be so careful of our words. Because we're saying stuff, and then there is happening, and we're saying, see, I told you so. Well, we're speaking spirits, and any word that's released in faith has the ability to manifest in the earth. Okay, so watch your words. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. Okay, so let's be slow to speak and quick to hear because everything God says, he don't want you to say. Some things he just, sometimes he just wants you to pray because he does not want you releasing those words into the atmosphere. Okay, okay, so um, so there he was. He gave Sarah and Abraham, uh, Sarah and Abram a promise that they was going to bear a child in their own age. But in the natural, it was not possible. So that means they were going to have to have a miracle. Okay, Sarah even laughed about it because she didn't believe it. It was not possible. I'm well past my, you know, my years of childbearing. So because when it made no sense to their natural five senses, then they they came up with their, Sarah came up with their own plan. (laughs) How many of us is coming up with our own plans because the, the promise that God gave us in the natural, it don't make no sense. In the natural, it, it don't, it, it, it just seems to be impossible. But how many of us, we got to believe that God is the God of the impossible. He took dirt and he made a man and then he took a rib and then he made a woman. I mean, nothing is impossible. He opened the eyes of those who were blind. He cast out devils. He healed the sick and the lame and the cripple and the deaf. Okay, so for him, for God, nothing, nothing, did did I get that? Nothing is impossible for them that believe, and nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is, nothing, um, let me put it to you like this. Nothing is impossible to those who have faith in God. Okay, because when a lot, when we can say faith and we say, well, that's a big old word. What do you mean by that? Yes, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, but it also says that without faith, it's impossible to please God because we must first believe that he does exist and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Right. So not only uh, do we have to believe that God exists because we have to have faith in in other words, I have to trust in a God I can't see. 
okay? I have to trust the words of a God that I can't see. I got to trust what he say and I can't see him, right? I just got to believe that he, not only do I got to believe that he exists, okay? But I got to also believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God will do what he say. We have to have faith in what God say, right? Faith comes by hearing. We got to hear what God say. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you do you have faith in God? Not just, well, I have faith. No, no. Even demons believe and tremble. I need to know, do you have faith in the God? Do you believe not only that he exists, but do you also believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? Because if we don't believe that God is a rewarder, if we just believe that he exists, well, you do well because even demons believe and tremble. But but if you don't believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, it's going to be impossible for you to receive anything from him because you got to believe that he who promised is faithful and that God cannot tell a lie. Seek and you shall find, right? Um, there's no good thing. God is not trying to withhold any good thing. I said good, G-O-O-D. God is not trying to withhold any good thing from us. If there's some things that's being withheld from you, sometimes it's because it's not good for you, or sometimes it's just not the timing yet. You're just not mature. You're not ready for it yet. Because God, how many of you know that God always prepare us for the place before he, he sends us in, even when we don't feel prepared? <laughs> That's why we have to be prepared and equipped for for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is whatever it is that God has called you to serve. Because that's what minister means, to serve. So he's going to prepare you and equip you for whatever he calls you to do. Okay, let's not, we don't have to be super deep with it. Because to minister means to serve, okay? Okay, so he's going to prepare us for the place. So here Abraham and Sarah... They got this promise, okay, that's in the natural, because, you know, she's like, I can't have children, you know, uh, that, that's in the natural, that's impossible. That's physically, there's nothing that uh, that she can do, you know, they didn't have the, because uh, she's well past age. So how is this, you know, I believe that this is supposed to happen. You, she believed it was supposed to happen. I, well, the way I could tell that she believed it was supposed to happen is because she went out trying to make it happen. She had a promise. She had a vision. She had a call. She had a passion. She had a talent. She had a gift. <laughs> she knew she did. She believed in it. She knew it. She, she felt it. She consented. it. She knew what God was saying was true. But she didn't know how it was going to come to pass. So he must have meant, because see, this is impossible. Really, what I'm going to need here is a miracle. Um, because in order for me to minister to the millions, to the masses, you know, that must, it's going to take money. So um, how's God going to do this? Well, that's not our part. It wasn't her part to try to figure out how he was going to bless them with with a child, Isaac. It wasn't their pro, It wasn't their part. Their part was just to do the natural thing for the, the man and the woman to come together, right? Um, but sh- surely she had no faith in, she had faith, she believed that they were supposed to have a child, but she didn't believe that it was going to come out of her, even though God said it was going to be her and, and Sarah and Abraham's baby. She didn't have, well, maybe he was talking about adoption. <laughs> maybe the child wasn't supposed to come from Sarah's womb. Maybe... You know, they're sitting here and they're contemplating because they're trying to figure it out 
in their own natural mind. Because in the natural, when things don't make sense to our natural senses, sometimes we go out and we create our own thing. We, uh, we create our, we make our own Tower of Babels. We create our own Ishmael's with, to try to make the promise that we do believe um, to come to pass. We're thinking, okay, Lord, surely there must, you must mean for me to do this, or surely you must mean for Abraham to sleep with someone else to have a baby because I'm well past childbearing ages and I, and I can't conceive, even though God said, you and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah. It wasn't Abraham and another woman, but she went out because it made no sense to her natural senses. In the natural, it was impossible. When when we face impossible situations, it's not for us to go out trying to create it, trying to make it happen on our own. What we have to do is ask God for wisdom. We need to ask God, okay, Lord, you gave me this word. Now give me wisdom. Is there something that I need to do or do I just need to wait? It depends on what the word is. In the natural, sometimes there may be things you need to do. If he's called you to be a a lawyer, you're going to have to go to school to be a lawyer. You know, I'm saying whatever it is that he's asked you to do, we're going to have to ask God. Okay, Lord, now I need your wisdom to know how to do what you have asked me to do. In this case, there wasn't anything for them to do except for consummate, have sex. You know, that was what's going to bring about a child. We all know a man and a woman, only a man and a woman can have a baby. Yep, yep, yep. Only a man and a woman can have a baby. I said that. Um, He created one male and one female, okay? Uh, so, So their part, their only part was just to have sex. But Sarah goes out she goes out and she's trying to figure this thing out because it don't make sense. It don't make sense to my senses. It don't make sense in the natural. It's not possible. But God is a God of the impossible. Have you gone out? Have you taken a prophecy? Have you taken a promise? And have you created an Ishmael? Have you gone out and created your own thing because you did not ask God for wisdom to see, to get his instructions on how to do it? Because see, what we want to do, we're natural physical people, so we want to try to make stuff make sense in the natural. But God is not the God of our five senses. He's the God, he's a supernatural God. He'll ask you to, he'll say, come walk on the water. Now, in the natural, that's not, we know that's not possible. And the only way you can walk on some water is if God tells you to come walk on the water, okay? Um, so he'll ask you to do some impossible things. He'll, he's going to ask you to do things that goes against your natural five senses. It's going to go against every fiber of your being because that's what faith is. Faith is doing stuff that makes no absolutely no sense to your five senses. It's faith is, is believing in something in a God you cannot see. It's believing in a word, taking the word of a God that you cannot see and believing what he say. It's simply just believing what he say, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because when we don't plead, believe God, we uh, call him a liar. Right. Because same way with you. When you tell me something, I don't believe you. I'm calling you a liar. <laughs> Father, forgive us. We're sorry, Lord. We're sorry calling you a liar. We're sorry for not believing what you say. So um, here they are. 
trying to make it happen in the own arm of flesh. The Lord says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So then she's looking at every reason why this cannot be possible. Surely the Lord did not mean me. Now, Abraham, you can go take the handmaiden and go and have a baby with her. But I, I can't give you any kids. Surely he didn't mean me. He, he, he surely could not because she didn't go sleep with another man. She had Abraham to go sleep with another woman. So she was looking at her circumstances. She was looking at everything that was around her. And she was saying, oh, no, um, I believe that we're supposed to have a child. But that part, I believe. But I don't believe the part where he says it's supposed to come through my womb. So we're going to take half of the promise. We're going to make it come to pass. But we're going to do it like this because. You know, but I don't remember her praying and asking God for wisdom or for anything. I mean, uh, you know, when Mary, when the when Mary, when the angel of the Lord came to Mary and told her that she was going to, you know, have a child, she said uh, uh, that the uh, she was blessed and highly favored. She said, let it be unto me, be unto me, Lord. You know, whatever you say, then let it be done unto me according to your word, according to your will, according to your way. Let it be done unto me, Lord. I think that when we get a word and we say we receive it. Lord, let it, let it, let it, uh, let it be done unto me, Lord. I received this word. Let it be done unto me, Lord. Right? And she had to just wait for it to happen. She didn't go out trying to sleep with a man thinking that that's how the baby was going to come. She believed what he said. But this is impossible. That was impossible in the natural. That was impossible. God is the God of the impossible. He's not confined to time. He is the creator of everything, heaven and earth. Right? He spoke it and that's what it was. He could just speak a word and cause it to come to pass. We can't, we need to quit trying to figure out how God is going to do the promise. Because when we sit there and start trying to figure out stuff, then we get in our own way. Sarah, she got in, she, she like I said, she believed the promise. She believed that they were supposed to have a child. But she didn't believe that it was supposed to come through her womb. So she went out and she made up her own plan. How many of you have made up your own plan to try to make the promise come to pass? She looked at the natural circumstances and said, surely um, he didn't mean me. There must be another way that he was, you know, it has to be another way because it's not, he didn't mean me. Abraham, go out here and have have sex with this, my handmaiden, and go get us a baby. Because I, I believe that we're supposed to have a baby, and they didn't even name him Isaac. <laughs> they said, I'm supposed to have a baby, but I, I believe we're supposed to have a baby, but. Because Abraham was like, Lord, are you, I, have, I don't even have anyone to leave my inheritance to. I'm going to have to leave it to my slave. And the Lord said, no, you ain't going to leave it to your slave. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you with a child of your own. He told Abraham. Sarah knew. Both of them knew. But because they did not believe him, they went out and created their own thing. The Lord said, Has no, have no confidence in our own armor flesh. And our own ability. There is a way. See, in the natural, there it looked like it was the right way. There is a way that seemed right. But the end thereof is death. Right? This is what the word tells us. So in the because it made sense to our senses, to all five of our senses, then it must make sense. 
because it makes sense to our five senses. But I don't. it don't make sense to be able to walk on water. That does not make sense, not even to my natural senses, to be able to walk on water. That don't make sense. So how many of you know faith is not our five senses? Okay? And just because it doesn't make sense doesn't mean that God is not saying it. And just because it doesn't make sense to our five senses doesn't mean that we need to get out and start trying to do stuff to try to make it make sense. The Lord said, okay, take all your money in your savings account and give it away. That don't make sense to my natural five senses. That don't make sense. To my, but God is not in the sense realm. The devil operates in the sense realm. God is a God of faith. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please me. He didn't say without using your five senses. No, it, he's a God of faith. He will, He's going to ask you to do some stuff that don't make sense. And that's what we have to come in and use our faith to trust and believe what God say. He said, okay, I know you won't, you don't got but $100, but I need you to give it away. In the natural, that don't make sense. That's all I have, God. But how many of you know that whatever God asks us to do, he's got something greater. You have to give something to release something. Because in this world, it's re- sowing and reaping. And so some, some people, we're always struggling financially because we don't give to nobody. Because in the natural, it don't make sense to give when you ain't hardly got. Not realizing that we reap what we sow. That's in every area of our lives. The world call it karma, but that's not what the word call it. It's called reaping what you sow. Whatsoever man a sow, sow it, that shall he also reap. The seed is within itself and it's going to produce after its own kind. The seed is within itself and it's going to produce after its own kind. Hold on one second. One second. Yes, we reap what we sow. Sorry about the interference. But we reap what we sow. The seed is within itself and it's going to produce after its own kind. A sperm cell is going to produce a baby. An apple seed is going to produce an apple tree. You know, we okay, we get the gist of it, right? So, um, the promise will produce, the word of God is c- compared to a seed. The promises of God comes in the seed form. When he speak the word, it will receive the word. Our heart is like a fresh pot of soil. Can you, I want to bring it here where you can see it and understand it. So when we're reading the word, it's like we're eating seeds, okay? If we receive it in our heart, the condition of our heart determines how we receive the word of God. So you guys remember we talk about the parable of the sower. Read the parable of the sower because the parable of the sower, it talks about four different types of hearts. The wayside, the stony ground, those that fell on the path, and those are good ground, right? The good ground heart is the heart is just like our heart, because our heart is like a fresh pot of soil. The good ground soil is a good ground, the soil that's good, good for planting. Because anyone that plants know you can't just plant a seed in any kind of soil and it will produce. Well, that's the same way. That's the same way in the natural. We cannot plant a seed in any kind of soil. And expect it to grow. We can't drive down the street and throw a bunch of seeds, throw a bunch of seeds out on the ground and expect for it to produce a harvest. That's not how it works. The soil has got to be prepared to bring forth a good 
crop, right? So our heart has to be good ground to bring forth, to manifest the promises of God. The condition of our heart determines how we receive the God, uh, word of God. So go back in Matthews, I believe it is, and read um, uh, Mark, read the parable of the sower. See what the condition of your heart is. And um, uh, we just simply pray right now, Father, creating us a clean heart and renewing us a right spirit because today this word is falling on good soil. It's falling on good ground. It's falling on good soil. And this word that we hear today, it will bring forth a hundred, a hundredfold return and even more. We will be able, we will um, walk this word out. We will not, no longer build ourselves golden calves. Um, when the children of Israel thought God was taking too long, <laughs> Moses was taking too long, they built their own God. And when we're tired of waiting and it looks like it's not going to happen, how many of you have built your own God? Said, oh, well, surely, um, well, this is how God meant to deliver us. This is what delivered me. My job delivered me. This delivered me. That delivered me. If it wasn't for them, I would have lost my mind. If it wasn't for him, I would have lost my mind. When, when, in the, in, in the, I, do, is there any golden calves? Have you made any golden calves? Anything that take the place of God is become, has become our God. I need you. I can't live without you. You make, as a person became your God, as your spouse became your God, as your children became your God, as your job became your God. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Whenever, whatever it is in your life that brings you hope, and if it's anything outside of God, outside of God, that is your God, because that's the thing that you have faith in. Whatever takes the place of God in our lives become the God of our lives. So what golden calves? We pull down every golden. Father, reveal to us is your finances your God? Is your resources your God? Jesus said no man can serve God and mammon. Why? Because when we don't have faith in God, we got faith in our money. Well, and, and there's no condemnation because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? And we have to develop a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because it's hard to trust someone you don't know. So everything comes out of our relationship with God. Our faith in God comes out of our relationship with God. Having faith in God comes out of having a relationship with God. Faith itself comes by hearing the word of God. But even if we hear the word of God, if we don't have a relationship with God, it's going to be hard to trust and believe someone you don't know. <laughs> so it all comes back to relationship, relationship, relationship. So I encourage you to take some time out today. Spend some time in Proverbs. Read the word of God. You say, where do you start? Start with you. Um, what area in your life what, or have you built a golden calf? Is your faith in God or is your faith in your resources? Is your faith in God or is your faith in your own ability? The word of God says not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, said the Lord. Is your faith in your own ability? Have you forgotten? That's pride. Because it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. Everything and everything and all things, the word of God tells us to give God thanks and praise. Because why? Everything, every good thing, every good and perfect thing comes down from the Father above. He gave us his only begotten son. What else is there that he will not freely give us? God can identify with us. Jesus Christ came in the form of a human being, man. So he, he, he is touched by the feelings of our infirmity. God can relate to you. He's not the man upstairs. If you're a born again believer, the spirit of the living God lives inside your physical body. This is why he say 
that all other sins are outside the body. But when we commit sexual immorality, having sex outside of marriage, we sin against the body because we have to use the physical members of Christ to commit the act. And our bodies is not our own. We done took somebody else's property and did what we wanted to do with it. Our bodies is not our own, but we've been bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Our bodies is not our own. So do you take someone else's property and just in the natural, a lot of us, we take real good care of other people's property. If someone lets you use their car, boy, you just keep it extra clean, bring it back with more gas than they had. You know, you just, you like, I need, I need to take care of this. This is somebody else's stuff. Well, our body is not our own. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the same way we take care of natural things is the same way we need to be mindful of the spirit of the living God that's living down on the inside of us. My body is not my own. I've been bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That means I don't get to do what I want to do. I don't get to say what I want to say. I don't get to go where I want to go. When Jesus Christ is our Lord, his word is our command. Because Jesus said, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? He said, if you love me, you will obey me. Our love for God comes out of our obedience to God. But relationship, there's no condemnation because Um, We're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. This is just a teachable moment. So whatever I said that you wasn't doing or maybe you didn't have knowledge of or didn't understand. Well, guess what? Today is another day. You get to do what the word of God say. We can we just repent of it. Thank God for allowing us his grace and his mercy for following us. The goodness of God, the peace of God, the, 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 the grace of God. We thank God for for that. So today we just get to repent and say, Lord, everything that I, that in me that's not like you, reveal it to me, deliver me from it. Show, give, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom to show me how to be free. Give me wisdom to show me how to be free. Give me wisdom to, uh, to show me how to do what I need to do. Um, so here, so my, I'm getting ready to end it here. But I just wanted to know. I wanted to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you that just because it doesn't make sense to our five senses doesn't mean that God is not saying it. Just because it doesn't make sense to our five senses does not mean that God is not telling us to do it. But we need to ask God for wisdom to do what he says. Because it takes faith to do anything God tells us to say. Anything God tells us to do is going to take faith. If you can do it in your own ability, then chances are God ain't the one telling you to do it. Or you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to discredit what God says. Say, oh, surely. Oh, I mean, this makes no sense. So surely God didn't wasn't he didn't mean that. I mean, it makes no sense for Sarah can't have a baby. So God really didn't. Yeah, I believe I believe he told me I need to do a bit, start my business. Yeah, I believe he told me to to write a book. But God knows that I don't know how. So um, truly, he didn't mean for for me to be able to write the book. Um, truly he didn't, he wasn't talking to me. Truly he wasn't talking to me to start the business because he knows I don't know anything about starting a business. And that's absolutely right. God will ask you to do things that you can't do. And the reason he's asking us to do things that we can't do is because we want, he wants us to depend on him for whatever it is he's asking us to do. So he asked Sarah and Abraham to do something that was impossible. 
<laughs> so that he could do the impossible. Not so they could go out and create their own, own golden calves. So he asked him to do something that was impossible so he could do the impossible. <laughs> so if God is asking you, everything that God asks us to do is impossible, really. It really is. But we don't seem to think so because we start trying to do stuff in our own armor flesh. And so we jump out of season. Um, we start just doing what we want to do. And then God won't grace you to do nothing he has asked you to do. And so it's hard because He didn't. he's not gracing you. How many of you know that when God asks you to do something, he will give you the strategies? He will give you his wisdom. He will give you the blueprints. He'll download stuff in you. I'm telling you, I know. When he asks me to do something, I won't move until I get the instructions. Because I, I'm not even a creative person outside of the anointing of God. I'm not. Um, that's not one of my, my gifts. Um, so if he asks me to do something, my, I have to just sit there and, and, and wait. I, I like it. I mean, there's absolutely nothing up here. Unless the Lord built the house, our labor is in vain, right? So when he asks me to do something, I'll sit and I'll wait. You know why I'm waiting? Because I'm waiting for I'm waiting for strategy. I'm waiting for instructions. I'm, I'm waiting for his wisdom. I'm waiting for him. Okay, Lord, I heard you. Now tell me how you want me to do this. I've written entire programs uh, just sitting at my computer listening to the Spirit of the Lord in detail. That that came out of Him. But for me just to sit down and do that on my own, I can't do that. Because there's nothing there, and I like it like that. I want to completely uh, lean, depend, and rely on Him for everything. Because if God's grace is not on it, then you're going to have to be the one to do it. So I rest. I say I don't work. I rest. I work. I don't work. I rest. Right now I'm resting. I am resting in the Lord. He's given me strategies. He's given. Whenever he asks me to do something or tell me, he gives me the wisdom. He gives me the blueprint. He shows me how to go by doing stuff. That's why I'm not anxious because I'm not trying to figure it out. It's not my job to figure out what God asked me to do. It's not my place to try to figure out how to do what God has asked me to do. My, our place is to ask God for wisdom and say, okay, Lord, this ain't my deal. This is your deal. And if you want me to do this, then show me how. I, I don't have no problem doing what you want me to do. But I do need your wisdom because I understand it's in you and because of you that I live, move, and have my being. So quit trying to do stuff in your own arm of flesh. The Bible says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. You're frustrated because you're you're pregnant. You're frustrated because you got a promise, but you don't know how to do it. You're trying to figure out how to do it. You're having these brainstorm sessions and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't have to do all of that. All you have to do is just wait. Those who wait on the Lord. And when I say wait, it doesn't mean not to do anything. Just keep doing whatever. It, the last thing he told you to do, just keep doing it until he tell you to do something different. <laughs> I am in no hurry. I do not deal with anxiety. I, don't, I do not deal with fear or anxiety. Um, because I'm resting. I know, I've learned how to rest in the Lord. I understand that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. I'm a very peaceful person. I feel calm on the inside. 
No matter what's going on around me, I feel calm on the inside. Because I'm not being anxious for anything. I'm not being anxious for anything. If he wants it done, then he'll show me how to do it. And that's my place. It's not about self-promotion. It's about God promotion. Promotion comes from the Lord. It comes from above, not beneath. It's not about anyone trying to make a name for themselves. (laughs) I don't want a name for myself. Nothing before is season, Lord, and nothing before it's time. When God gives you something, it, 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 yeah, you're gonna have you got a natural part to play, but it should be fun. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. His burden is light, and his yoke is easy. Okay, I'm getting ready to end it here. I have to ask you one more time. I want you to understand and know that whatever God has put in you to do. Ask him for wisdom because God wants us to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. Say, okay, Lord, this is the promise you have given me. You said you want me to start this business. Lord, give me wisdom and show me how. Lead me to whoever I need to go to. Lead whoever needs to come to me to me. Um, Just show me how. Right now we have so many YouTube videos. Really, there's no reason to be uh, without knowledge. Knowledge is increasing as we come closer to the end. Right. So there's a lot of different ways to learn how to do stuff. I remember when he was when I wrote my first book, I spent probably close to two thousand dollars on that book because I had to go through a publisher. Um, they didn't identify me in God's way. You guys pick my books up there online at Amazon. And so um, the Lord was just downloading more books in me. And I'm like, Lord, if you want me to write, you got to show me how to publish these books. This is very expensive. And so guess what he did? He taught me how to self-publish. So now I self-publish my own books. Because um, unless you get with a major company, all they're going to do is publish your book. You still want to do the marketing. I'm, I'm just, what I'm saying is, I think I've written over 11, 12 books. What, what I'm, they're on Amazon.com and Barnes and & Nobles and a few other places under Pearly Martin. Um, what I'm saying is, whatever God calls you to do, he will prepare you and equip you to do or he will give people put people in your life to help you to do whatever it is he's asked you to do he, he when he let Moses in to bring the children of Israel out he, he said okay I'll give you a, was it Joshua he'll speak for you well, he let he let him speak for him because he started making excuses as to why he couldn't do what God asked him to do He said, I'll, I'll let him, I, I forgot his name, but he said, I'll let him be your mouthpiece. I'm in my car doing my podcast, you guys. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. I don't have all the scriptures in front of me. Um, But he said, I'll let him speak. He gave, he, he gave him help. He, he, gave him, he gave him a helping hand. And then he told Moses to separate because the people, his father-in-law came to him and said, Moses, this is too much for you. So then he, they picked out 12 men from each 12 tribes and he let those, those 12 men, those leaders, manage each tribe. It was too much for him. So God will send people on alongside of you to help you. Okay? But um, just start where you are. If, you, if you're working as a barbershop person and you want your own barbershop, 
you know, um, we should always be dreaming to grow because God wants us to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. Okay, I'm getting ready to end it here. Um, you guys be so blessed, be encouraged. Again, this is Arthur Pearly Martin. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Don't focus on what's wrong. Look at what's right. Because when we're so focused on what's wrong, it keeps us from being able to see the good. You know, let's stop cursing ourselves with these words. If it wasn't up for no, when it rained, it poured. Listen, remember, our life and death is in the power of your tongue. And today is a good day. The reason today is a good day is because God who created this day is in this day. And our God who we serve is good. And know that you are not alone, that God is not just with you. But if you are a born again believer, the spirit of God is on the inside of you. Okay. Okay. He said he would never leave you nor forsake you. Right. How can God is omnipotent and omnipresent and he can identify with you. So don't think that you're by yourself. He did not create us to fail. Okay, he created us. He set us up for success. And when he created us, he put everything inside of us. So we just got to ask God for the for his wisdom so we can draw out what's in what's inside. Begin to seek him. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these natural things that we need. He'll give it to us. Um, but let's not create any Ishmael's doing our own thing, because, in the, the you know, there is a way that seem right. But in the end, there's death. That's why there's safety in the multitude of counsel. You need to check with other people. Um, sometimes you need to check those ideals that you got with other people and put them, make you out a vision board so you can stick with the plan. Okay. Um, because the purpose of the storms are, the storms are to distract us. The tribulations and the trials, I'm trying to get off here. But the tribulations and the trials, they're here to distract us, to take us off course. They want us to look at, see, Sarah was distracted by the fact that she was old in age. That was a distraction for her. That's what took her off course. She didn't think that she could have any children because in the natural, it made no sense. And some of you don't think that you can do this or you can do that because in the natural, you didn't graduate or in the natural, this didn't happen or in the natural, you're basing your past off of your present. And what you do is not who you are. And you've got that all mixed up and confused because the devil don't want you to know your identity in Christ. Look up some Bible verse where pick up my book, my study guide book, Understanding Identity in Christ, because we have to know who we are in order to operate and walk in the newness of life. We have to know our new identity in Christ. If any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, look, see, all things have become new. Um, let's not go about trying to build our own thing, trying to make things, um, because if it makes sense, because it don't make sense, we think it's nonsense, but it was, it didn't make sense to walk on water. Okay. <laughs> It didn't make sense that a dead man who had been dead for three days can come up out of a tomb. Lazarus, well, you know, could come back to life. It didn't make sense that the 12-year-old girl that was home dead, um, God, Jesus spoke to her and she woke up. He, it doesn't, super, supernatural. We have to have faith in the supernatural. We have to have faith in, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Believers just believe you read the word because see our faith is in God. So when your faith is in God, whatever you read about God or whatever, because God and his word is one. So when you're reading God's word, you're saying my faith is in him. 
I believe him when he said that he's a present help in my time of trouble. I believe him that he will give me everything I need and more so I can be able to share with others. First Corinthians 9 and 8. That was scripture today. I believe that because I believe my house shall be saved because this is what he said. And my faith is in who he is. It's him and his word is one. His word is his bond. I'm just trying to teach you that we can have faith in God. When you have faith in God, nothing will be impossible because you'll believe everything that he says. Have you ever seen someone that have so much faith in something that someone says that they and, and, and that's how the world wants to do the, the media. The media want us to have so much faith in what they say that people go around saying what they say. They repeat the world news like it's like it's God's word. And so then we get our faith in what they say that we can't exercise our faith in what he say. When we have so much confidence in what the world is saying, it's going to cause us to lose our faith in what God is saying. Don't confuse the facts with the truth. There's a difference because the truth changes the facts. The fact is, for real, Lazarus really was dead. That was a fact. The man was dead, okay? He was in a tomb. He had been wrapped in the, in the cloth. And he was really dead. That was a fact. But the truth overrode the fact and caused Lazarus to come back to life. In the, I mean, in the natural, it is a fact that you cannot just go out here and walk on water. But the truth overrode the natural circumstance and the truth always prevails. So don't confuse the facts with the truth. The truth, truth always triumphs. Jesus said he's more than a conqueror. And for this purpose was the son of God manifest to destroy all the works of the devil. So the truth will always triumph. That's why they that believe they can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He's not saying that you're not sick. He didn't say that. He says you can lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Why is this? Because the truth overrides the facts. And the truth is that by Jesus' stripes, we were already healed. That's why we can resurrect people from the, we can pray for the dead and see them come back alive. Why? Because that same power that raised Christ from the dead, it lives on the inside of us. We have that same resurrection power. We can speak to dead things, dead situations, dead people, and command them to rise. Why? Because the truth overrides the facts. The truth was that those men really did have leprosy. That was the truth. In the natural, you could see. We're not denying the, I mean, we're not denying the facts. That was a fact. The fact was they were really, they really had leprosy. The fact is you really in the natural don't have enough money. That's a fact. But the truth, are you just, do you have more faith in the facts than you do the truth? That's my question to you. Because when you have more faith in the facts than you do the truth, then the truth will not be able to able to triumph over the facts. In the natural, it didn't make sense. In the natural, that was a fact. She was old in years. And in the natural, she probably went, went to a doctor. They would say, oh, you well past childbearing years. You can't have any more babies, Sarah. But the truth overrode the facts. Okay, let's not get so caught up on the facts that we forget about the truth. What's the truth concerning the facts? What's the truth? The fact was that man really was demon possessed. But the truth, which was Jesus Christ, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
The truth will always outweigh the facts. We're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Because what we're going through, he's already been through. He's already overcame the fact, the truth, the facts. He's greater than the facts. Let the truth override the facts. You're not denying. I mean, I cut my finger. That's that's a fact. It's bleeding. That. I see it. That's a fact. But the truth does not nullify the fact. The, I mean, the facts does not nullify the truth. The truth is that even though my finger is bleeding, the truth is that by Jesus' stripes, I'm still healed. And I command it to dry up and to cease and desist. When we allow, are we walking in the truth? Are we walking by truth? Are we walking by facts? Are we believing? Is our faith in the truth or is our faith in facts? He, did, he never said that the weapon wasn't formed because we live in a natural world. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So in the natural, yeah, the weapon really did form. Okay, it really did form. But the truth is the facts don't take away from the truth. The truth takes away from the facts. Because the truth overrides the facts. If you could, if you are, if you are my disciple, if you attend my word, you are my disciples indeed. John eight thirty two, and you should know the truth, and that truth is going to set you free. It's not going to just set you free from a lie, but it's going to set you free from some facts. Because when you have more faith in the facts than in the truth, then the truth is not going to be able to manifest in your life. We have to come to the place where we walk in the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's another sermon. I'm I'm not trying to go there right now, but we have to walk by faith. We have to walk by the truth and not by the fact. We Some of us say, well, God said use common sense. No, you're walking in your five senses. That's a fact, but that's not the truth. And really, a lot of times when we're saying that, if you ask the person, well, show me what scripture you're standing on. What exact, Tell me exactly what did God say to you? What did what what tell me what word are you standing on? What 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 truth are you standing on when you said that? When you said God said use wisdom, what word did he give you? What word of wisdom of his? I'm talking about not the wisdom of the world because it's two kind of wisdom. What what did God what is God's instructions to you because in the natural the nat- the facts were that if you had leprosy you had to stay outside the camp but see when the truth came <laughs> the truth overrode overrode the leprosy because that was an uncurable disease right but when the truth came when the healer came when the resurrection power came <laughs> it overrode all the evil works of the enemy Truth cannot outstand. I mean, facts cannot outstand. Forgive me. I want to say facts. Facts cannot overcome the truth. Jesus said, I'm the truth. I just need you to believe on me. Believe in me. No matter what you see, Jesus is saying, the word of God is saying, I need you to believe in me. Believe on me. And no weapon that is formed, even though they had that leprosy, that was a weapon that was formed. It was not able to prosper when the truth came on the scene. Every area in your life that you, you're you so fact-driven. That's why knowledge, the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. Because this wisdom of this world is based on facts. <laughs> and the world wants us to live based on facts. But God wants us to live as believers based on the truth. What is the truth? The truth is opposite to the facts. 
Because if you just get stuck living by the facts, you're not going to be able to have faith in the truth. I'm going to end it here. You guys be blessed and be so encouraged and make sure you spend time with God. Because when we're spending time with the word of God in worship, pray, prayers, reading the word, we're spending time with God. And when we don't have time for the word of God, for the, to pray to God, to acknowledge God in all our ways, what we're saying is, God, I don't have time for you. And when we live, life don't work right without a relationship with Jesus Christ. Life don't, we go the wrong way when we don't ask God for the right way. He said, if you lean not to your own understanding and all your ways, but you acknowledge him, he said he would direct your path. But so when we don't acknowledge God, we ignore God, right? Okay, I'm getting ready to end here. There's no condemnation because today is a new day. Father, we come before you today and we say we're sorry. We repent of everything, Father God, that, that you said that was op- that was opposite to what we were doing or that was op- that was was in opposition to who you are, Father God. We just come before you today, this day, and we ask that you bring your word to our remembrance, Lord God. And we come together today acknowledging you in all our ways, Father. And we say, and direct our path, Father. Your promise to us is that we would acknowledge you, that you would direct us. So, Father, as we acknowledge you, we thank you, we believe and receive by faith that you are directing our footsteps because the footsteps of a righteous man or a woman, Father, you said are ordered by you. So, Father God, I thank you that we will walk by faith and not by facts because your truth has already triumphed over what we can see. Therefore, we walk by what we believe, Father, and not by what we see. And we believe what you say. And because we believe what you say, we believe in a God that's, uh, we believe in the God of the impossibilities. We believe that nothing is impossible to those that believe. And we thank you, Father, that your word, it will not return unto his void, but it will accomplish those things where into a descent, for you cannot tell us a lie in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, that all things are working together for our good, because we do love you, and we are called according to your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you guys again for joining in. Again, this is Arthur Proley Martin with Biblical Principles for Anna Healing. You guys know that I could talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, my sweet, sweet, sweet Abba Father forever because it's an ever-ending subject, but I'm not. I'm going to stop right here. You guys, again, pick up all my books on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Nobles, a few other sites online. Also, if you'd like to donate to our community outreach, We Care, W-E-E-C-A-R-E, um, you can go to our website, wecare1966.us and hit on that donate button. You can use a PayPal or debit card, credit card, however you want to donate to us. Um, follow us, uh, connect with us in the prayer room. Um, stop the violence. Uh, go to my podcast page on Facebook, Pearly Martin Podcast. Like my page there. Like my Facebook page, Raptime Martin. Um, again, keep looking for the good in your day. I'm getting ready to end it here. I believe I am. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this good, good day. Okay? Till next time. Please make sure that you share this podcast. Hit support if you'd like to support us. And I'm going to end it here.